Welcome to Sharpen the Iron Podcast, where it is my job to share with you tools, lessons, inspiration, and ideas to help you sharpen your iron mind, empowering you to go out and walk with God day by day to maximize your life. Today we are talking about life, a double-edged sword. So what we're going to be exploring is beginning to see both sides of the coin in all things and how this broadens our understanding and perspective of life, of everything, and of ourselves. So life is a double-edged sword. There's always two sides to one coin. And like we've talked about before, at the heart of every phenomenon is the yin and the yang, the Taoist symbol. And the Taoists believe that everything is made up of this. Order and chaos is what they call it. This is alive in everything. These are these these are the dual elements that are working in creative tension in you, the individual dual is within that word. And awareness of this is huge because it gives us a broader understanding, right? The symbol is made up of light and darkness and too much light or only light, only seeing one side of something is blindness, too much darkness or only darkness, only seeing one side of something again is blindness. And part of the reason I want to share this as well is because in the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene, the main idea of power is that you attain power through appearances. You know, you make something look good on the outside, covering something else within. And we think that appearances reveal. They tell us everything about someone and so that's often where we stop. You know, that first impression someone's le- someone leaves, they appear like they have everything together on the outside, but it's very shallow. But there's a reason we do that. We never take time to look a little deeper. And if we don't, it can lead to blindness and self-delusion in other people and just in, in things in general. The reason we're not always scratching below the surface, though, is because it just you want to be able to trust first appearances. It's way too much work to go deeper with everything because it's much easier just to take what someone gives you and roll with that. It takes a lot more work just to go deeper. So instead of, though, meeting everything at face value, begin to take the stance that appearances do not reveal. They actually conceal. They cover something up. Remember, the louder someone is with their convictions the more you can be certain they are covering something up. And this is the idea that if someone overtly expresses a trait, for example, they are overtly expressing confidence, you know, maybe almost to the point of arrogance, we always tend to meet that at face value and believe, man, this person is so confident. I wish I had that. However, what we don't see is on the other side of that, the person is actually gripped by some sort of insecurities. And this overt confidence is actually masking that within, right? There's a double-edged sword to all things. There's two sides to one coin. This goes for all human traits. And you can begin to go deeper and notice this within yourself and other people. And as well, it's, it's not beating yourself up for these traits either because it's all about how you channel it, where you put this energy, right? You have these insecurities within, but... It's just human nature. You can't beat yourself up for being a human. So it's accepting and loving that within and then learning the proper way to channel it and how to deal with it, working in creative tension with it. 
And something as well that I want to tie in with this is that many humans don't want to admit or even look at their own capacity for evil. You know, we look into the world at serial killers, what happened in the Holocaust, the Soviet Union, all the evil in the world. We believe we don't have that within ourselves. We believe it's out there, somewhere out there in some other group with some other people. And if only we got rid of those people, all the evil in the world would be gone. But as Alexander Solzhenitsyn tells us, the line between good and evil does not run through political states or state lines, but through every man's heart. Good and evil is alive within you. You have a serpent within you. You have the devil within you. We all do. And again, to think that for some reason that the evil is out there when we point the finger, it's blindness, right? We think we are holier than thou. We think we're better than that. We would never do that. But too much light, again, you're blinded by it, blinded by the light. Not recognizing your capacity for evil, aggression, anger, hate, malice, slander, whatever it may be, not seeing this in yourself is to suppress it, to, to hide it, and to be blind to it. And when you suppress something, it tends to seep out in ugly ways. It's going to find its way out. If, if you suppress something, eventually it's going to force itself out. And so it's working again to accept and acknowledge this within ourselves so we do not blind ourselves to it. And by recognizing what's within and what you're capable of, through awareness you can find the proper ways to channel it. Like aggression is not a bad thing. It's how are you going to use this aggression? Are you going to be aggressive towards something that you're passionate about, that you care about, that can and use that aggression to help fuel you to move forward, to make a difference in the world? Or are you going to use it, your aggression to manipulate people? You know, whatever it may be, how are you going to channel it? But it starts with the awareness of it and not being controlled by our emotions, but using them as solid ground, something that we can stand on to help serve us. And you also may find that you have a bit more self-respect because you see within what you're truly capable of. You begin to recognize the monster within. So you learn how to tame that beast, right? If you, a rabbit, Jordan Peterson talks about this, a rabbit is not virtuous because a rabbit can cause no harm. So if something can ca not cause any harm, by nature, if it comes naturally, then it's not virtue. So what's true virtue is being able to recognize that you can cause harm, you can do evil things, and then it's learning to tame and control that. That is true virtue. And recognizing the beast within, recognizing all this, just gives us a deeper understanding of ourselves and others when we recognize these dual elements in everything. And the double-edged sword idea, these, the dual elements, plays itself out in all of life. And I had heard this quote that I wanted to tie in with this, that in life you must choose your regrets. They are not a bug of the game, but a feature. No matter what you do, you're going to have regrets. So, for example, you can either go to the gym or go hang out with your friends. If you go to the gym, you're going to miss out on being with friends. If you go with friends, you will miss out on that workout. So no matter what, there is a price to pay. So you must determine what price you're willing to pay. And something I've noticed in myself is only wanting and seeing the good side of something. For example, I recently came across a man who has been running 100 miles or more every week for over three years. 
And something in me says, I want that. I want to do that. Look at how much attention he gets for it. He's killing it. You know, look at all those miles he's running. Look at how he's pushing himself. It looks, right? It looks, and like I said, appearances don't reveal, they conceal. It looks sexy. However, I'm only seeing the good side of it. I'm only seeing the side of it that I want to see. Because on the other side of that is hours and hours and hours of work every single day, every single week, you know, missing out on social things, not spending as much time with his family, so many things, because the amount of time it takes to run all those miles. On the other side of what looks sexy and romantic is grueling hard work, sweat, blood, and tears. On the other side of that is battling resistance daily. This goes for anything in life. You know, you see that nice house, but on the other side of that is saving your money, not doing the easy thing of working hard. You want a good relationship, but on the other side of that, it's just hard work and everything. You know, we only see the good side of something. But I think that through this, we can begin to find peace because no matter what you do, it will have downsides, right? I was thinking about, you know, how awesome would that be to be a teacher? You know, you think of all the benefits, summers off, making an impact on kids' lives, whatever. There's a lot of benefits to it. But then on the other side of that is dealing with kids every day, having to, you know, there's just, there's always going to be a downside. It's all double-edged. And I suppose it's finding those things in which the highs are greater than the lows, those things that are worth the sacrifice and the struggle where we can almost justify, not even justify, but bear the downs. And that's, and that's life. You have to find something because life is suffering. That's what the Buddhist says. That's what the existentialists believe, that life is inevitably suffering. We've been cast out from paradise. So you have to find something that almost makes that bearable, that suffering bearable. It's so finding your purpose in life, finding something to give yourself to. It's unavoidable, again, because it's not a bug. It's a built-in feature of life. Life is suffering because life is death. That is the double-edged sword of life, that life is death. These dual elements, again, begin to pay attention. They are alive within everything. And I learned this from the language of creation by Jonathan Pajot or Matthew Pajot. Um, and it's basically talking about symbolism and Genesis. But something I retained was that there's, right, the earth and the sky. There's a lower part and a higher part. You are made up of the earth, your body, right? You came from the dirt, the dust, and heaven, your spirit, because God breathed life into us. The Holy Spirit, also referred to as the wind. So within you, again, you're made up of heaven and earth, or you could think of it as heaven and hell. And the biggest part of this is working to re recognize the darkness within. But also, when you recognize that darkness, you know, so much of us overlook our own capacity for evil, but we also overlook our capacity for good. You know, we're blinded by the fact that we think we can't do any harm, but we're also blinded by the fact that we don't think we can make a change or leave a positive impact in this world. And so it's recognizing that you have the capacity within for all of this. And it's not beating yourself up again. Remember I or earlier I had said 
not beating yourself up for being human. You know, we're all prone to aggression. We're all prone to anger, to hate. Instead of beating yourself up for it, it's learning to recognizing it and accepting that it is part of who you are, part of being human. And it's learning to harness these things in a positive way, not allowing yourself to be at the mercy of them, right? This ties right in with the continual journey of knowing thyself because there are no limits to this. And watch as those negative traits come to the surface in yourself, you know, within certain environments, situations, and around certain people. It's interesting to pay attention to what it takes to evoke that monster within you. Sometimes it's far less than you could ever imagine. You ever notice you're a little hungry, maybe a little tired, and all of a sudden you're snappy like that. You say things you maybe wouldn't usually say. Like, that's all it takes. And so imagine if you're pushed just a little bit further really beginning to recognize this when within yourself is huge and it's just interesting to watch what it takes to bring out of you and it's a journey to work to harness our emotions you know not being controlled by them but using them to help serve us and our purpose your emotions are like a horse i heard this robert green gave this example your emotions like are like a horse just a horse is raw emotion a big wild beast it's almost like a child and without the proper rider, then the horse is all over the place. But if the rider's in the control, logic's in control, then they work in harmony together. Nature or order and chaos are working together. And again, emotions and logic is an exa another example of the yin and the yang. It's that double-edged sword. The order, which is the logic, the chaos, which is nature. Heaven and earth, right? Masculine and feminine. This is alive in all things. And that's why God created man and woman, because a man is incomplete without a woman, and a woman is incomplete without a man, right? They, they work together in perfect harmony. Emotion and logic come together, and it's essentially it's the return back to paradise. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Just begin to pay attention to, to life and the double-edged sword and all things. And just you, in life, you must choose your regrets. No matter what you do, you're, you're going to have regrets, or you may have regret, regrets. Pay attention to the dual elements in you and continue to learn and discover more about yourselves and work on yourself as an individual. And as the, a consequence of that, you change the world. So thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time.